And this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a check. Wait, what is this? <laughs> it's not a check. Hi, I'm Ashley. And I'm joining this. Wait, when do I come in? Is a Weird Friends production. <laughs> Welcome to the Challenge Yourself podcast. Two friends, one in mental health and one in public health, decided to get together in the midst of a mind blowing pandemic. To bring you short but mighty daily messages to lift and encourage your spirit. Tune in. Yep. And challenge yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Welcome to the uh-huh. challenge. <laughs> okay, one more time. <laughs> Hello, podcast family, and welcome to our Winning Women May interviews. I am very excited that you have decided to join us today, and I'm very excited for you all to hear this next series with our new guest. Oh my goodness, you all are in for a treat. This is going to be a faith chat with this next leader, so please Feel free to get your notebooks, take notes. I promise there is a lot of meat. And speaking of notebooks, I definitely was taking notes during this interview. So if you hear a little bit of background noise, don't mind that. It's probably me. (laughs) All right. So this next guest that we're having on today is someone that I absolutely have learned from over the years. She is a leader. She's a speaker. She is a mentor and a pastor's wife. And not only that, she has traveled across the globe. She has led, she has served, she has lived globally. This is someone with a very unique background. And not only that, she also has a degree in graphic design. So she is artistic and she is creative and she is definitely a woman of faith. And so I am very excited to introduce this next guest to you. Hold on tight for this faith chat. You know, I have a few questions I definitely want to ask you. And, um, you know, I, our listenership, we have such like, I guess, an eclectic group of people who do listen. Um, and so I want to make sure they really get a sense of who you are in your story. So um, my first question is, if you guys didn't know, she, again, she's in leadership, but she um, is a leader in a church ministry as well. And so I wanted to ask you, what kind of led you to pursue leadership in ministry and what was kind of your journey getting there? That's a really fun question. And I feel like it goes back to uh, my birth. In that <laughs> ministry is, is the family business in some ways. Uh, my parents planted a church before they had me. The entire church showed up at the hospital while my mother was giving birth, wow. which is just such an exciting way that, you know, your young pastor <laughs> wants to be supported by everyone oh. in, the, in the room cheering her on, in the waiting room, that is. <laughs> Small church back then. And, you know, so I just grew up in ministry. I was a pastor's kid. And yes, that comes with a lot of connotations. Mm -hmm. Pastor's kids are the worst. In some cases, I was the worst. (laughs) And, and, you know, God God met me in those moments. And, um, you know, really, so ministry was 
what I grew up in, there was a point where God became my God, not my parents' God. My faith became my own. And in that process, probably around, really around the age of 16, that's where I remember distinctly the Lord saying, this is what I've, this is what I've called you to, and I want you to pray. It's a prayer from Isaiah, here am I, send me. Just saying, God, I'm going to give you control. I'm going to go wherever you send me. I'm going to say yes to what you put in front of me. And at the time, I was in high school, and I was very determined, and I'm type A, and I want to make days, and I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the valedictorian. And I had a plan for going to journalism school and you know, one of the top schools in the state and all the things that I was going to do traveling the world. And those things weren't bad. Those just were not what God planned for me. Mm-hmm. And so it was a process of laying those things down, laying down my own desires and saying, okay, God, what is it that you have for me? Whatever it is, I'm going to say yes. So at 16, right, it was actually my 16th birthday because it was the week leading up to that, wow. that I was really having that conversation with the Lord where I, I said, okay, I don't know what this looks like, but I am me. Mm-hmm. And that really set the course for my life. And it's led me to places I never would have imagined I'd be able to go, places that are you know, dreams on your bucket list. I've gotten <laughs> yeah. to go and to not just go and be a tourist, but go and get to know people and be encouraged, learn from them just as as they learn from me and that's it's been such a a blessing and honor Mm. really wow yeah and you you know what since you said that too where are some of the places that you've been and you know what are some things you've learned because I know but I want the audience to know too right so when I was let's see I went on my first mission trip when I was 10. I got to go to Romania. And I, listen, I was was a very mature 10-year-old. And when I look back, I think there is no such thing as a mature (laughs) 10-year-old. I was a little brat, and I don't know how anyone on the team put up with me. (laughs) I was also really shy. So they put me on stage to act something out, and I wouldn't do it. A couple years ago, one of the older gentlemen that was on that trip came up to me and he came up to me after I was finished speaking at an event and he said, it's really hard for me to imagine that you are the same 10 year old that wouldn't go on stage and bark like a dog for a sermon illustration. (laughs) Oh my God. That's so funny. (laughs) So at 10, God really put the nations in my heart and we ended up as a family. My family moved to Romania uh, right after I finished high school. I served as a missionary there, got to meet and and really get to know some of the community there. That was such a, a mm. wonderful time, not just in getting to know people in Romania and making friends there, but really getting to connect with my family in a way mm. that when you're in the U.S., um, you have a very big mm. always running. I mean, the, the schedule, the pace is insane. Um, and then when God 
sort of hits the reset button on that. For us at that time, it was because we moved across the ocean and we didn't have friends in Italy. We had to rely on each other. We had to get to know each other better. Some of us right now, quarantine has been that reset. Yeah. You know, where you start to really evaluate things that are important and take stock and, and spend and invest time with, with people that sometimes we take for granted because they live in the same house. Mm-hmm. So that was such a powerful time for me. But I also, in that process, saw God show up and, and meet in some ways when he, particularly when he uh, called me to move back to the States to go to college, mm-hmm. moving 5,000 miles away from mom and dad. No money, no job, mm-hmm. no place to live. Wow. This this idea, you know, that God God said, and you know, in a week, I listed out all the things that I needed in order to actually make that happen, make that move, be successful, and not be homeless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I listed out all those things, and within a week, God had given me everything: wow. job, a place wow. to live, a car. I was already had been accepted to university. Just incredible things. So every step of the way, every place that has taken me, he's not, it's not just been about what I will do for the people that I go and minister to. It's really what God is doing in me because he's always growing us. So I've gotten to serve in Romania. I have done conferences in Jamaica, which was really fun. Um, not on the beaches. You go up and <laughs> some very narrow roads. Oh, uh, that will make sure you will know whether or not you believe in Jesus by the time you get out. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, oh, man, you praying. Mm-mm, um, mm-mm. And you know, God's also allowed me to go. Like you said, we went to Costa Rica. I've been to Sri Lanka and led a couple conferences. And then I think one of my favorite things and one of the most impactful seasons in my life was um, two months that I got to spend working with orphans in China mm-hmm. and mm. that was really wow. just an incredible gift and honor um, working with with children who were in a situation that they had no control over mm-hmm. mm. learning the value and how much value God places on individual person on each child how it doesn't really matter what we do or what we accomplish in life is not what gives us value mm-hmm. it's it's the one who created us and in whose image we're created and right. he delights in us and brings him joy when we delight in him so mm-hmm. it was incredible to be there but it was also in that season where I was praying about whether or not to go you know be a, a missionary full-time mm-hmm. but the Lord spoke to me and said your heart is really for the local church, the mm. local church for the world um, because I believe the local church is called to meet the needs in the community mm-hmm. yeah. to serve those in the community and um, so I was there when God said you're called to work for the local church and uh, specifically this this pretty big church in Fayetteville <laughs> I was not super excited about Fayetteville, North Carolina. I just have to tell you. <laughs> I had been here before. 
<laughs> oh goodness. I was praying any anywhere else, God. <laughs> but he said no, specifically go to Mana. And I said, Well, wow. but there's not a job opportunity there. And he said, Well, you've got to ask. <laughs> so oh my I did. I emailed a friend and she was on staff. She said, send your resume right now. God just did some incredible things. So from the time he told me to to apply mm-hmm. to the time I started was, I think there were, it was probably 10 days. Wow. Oh my God. I mean, it, it was, it was really, I was in China and when I came home, I came home on a Friday. I mm-hmm. interviewed on Tuesday. Wow. And I started on Thursday. Wow. My goodness. Oh my God. So, <laughs> When God makes a way, he, he, when he speaks, he makes a way for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was his timing because what, what most That's people don't know is I had an opportunity to work before at Mana and, and it wasn't, it wasn't the right opportunity mm-hmm. or it wasn't really open. Yeah. Uh, so you know, the, the desire was there, but the opportunity wasn't. So when, when God opened that door and said it's time, I mean, there was no stopping it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I've seen him do that over and over again. Yes. That's huge. Somebody needed to hear that. Oh, yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's huge because I definitely, you know, remember those things happening in my life as well and continuing to happen where you're, you know, you, you, you think you're headed one direction, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and, That's you, right. and then it's like, you know, there's, there's, there's this shift that happens and things start to, uh, what is the, the, the verse that talks about moving so fast that your head will, oh, will your head swim. swim. <laughs> like, literally that, that just sounds, that reminds me of that, that, uh, in Amos, I think it is. And it's just that, just, just how quickly that, you know, things can come together um, when we're, you know, when we're listening and, and when we're, you know, when we like, like you did, you went for it, you know, you sent in your resume, you didn't say, well, let me take a week. I'll, I'll get back to you. Like you sent in your resume and look at, I mean, just the, the wow. chain of events that happened. That's so inspiring. It is. Yes, indeed. Oh, my. You know, as I'm, you know, thinking about that um, and thinking about what you said as well, Joy, it makes me I almost want to mix two questions that I had together because, (laughs) you know, in that story, obviously, there was an amount of faith you had to have. You know, mm-hmm. to believe that, okay, God, you're saying this is what I'm supposed to do. Then I believe that you are going to somehow open the doors and make a way for me to walk, you know, to get to that place. And so my question then is, you know, what are some, I guess, what are some challenges that you've had, um, you know, either in ministry or just in your life that you've had to kind of overcome and, and kind of along this same thread you know, I guess, you know, kind of like an appendage to that, to that question is for people out there who are struggling with their faith, because I know, you know, especially during these times, people are struggling, who are struggling with their faith, or those who do not, you know, they don't believe in God, or they don't have faith at all. Um, You know, 
what would you say to those people? How would you explain faith to them? That's such a such a good and powerful question. I've been thinking about it, actually. How do you explain faith? And for me, is a relationship with Jesus Christ, and I can't separate faith from my relationship with God mm-hmm. uh, and the belief that he is good, even when circumstances are not good, that he's in control even when I don't like the way that things are going mm-hmm. or I don't understand the way that things are going. I think sometimes we grapple with our faith when, when we are in crisis because mm-hmm. we don't expect, no one likes pain. No one likes uncertainty. But if you can, if you can hold on to the idea that God is good, and that he is going to work things out for your benefit. Um, I think that you can get through a lot, a lot more than what we, we sometimes think we can. Mm-hmm. For me, walking through, walking through this season of, uh, of uncertainty, this season within this pandemic, yeah. I, I think about this, the verse in Proverbs says, in his heart a man plans his ways. The Lord directs his steps. It's been a life verse for me. Because so many times in our hearts, we, we know the direction that we're going. We know what we expect. We plan it all out. And then when things change, we're not sure what to do. Mm-hmm. But I rest and for me, I rest in, okay, God is in control. Yeah. And he, he's directed my steps here for a reason. And his promises, I mean, if you go back to one of the most quoted promises that we have in scripture, it's Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. for I know the plans I have for you. Yeah. Plans for, plans to prosper you, to give you mm-hmm. a future and a hope. We go mm-hmm. back to that. And we hold on to that even in the midst of what doesn't look like it's a good time. In fact, if you, if you read that and you understand a little bit more about what's happening, you know, that, that promise is being spoken to people who are not in a good time and are about to be in a worse time. Mm -hmm. But God's saying, this isn't eternal. Like what is happening right now? The, the tough, the desert season that you're going to walk through Mm -hmm. is not, going to be the end of the story Mm -hmm. i'm taking you on a journey i'm taking you through for a purpose i'm going to shape you in the process believe that i have a future and a hope what i have for you is good and uh for me that that has been one of those guiding beliefs i i had to settle in my heart god either is who he says he is Mm. Or he's not and if he's not then you know there's no point in me really diving in to to my bible or mm-hmm. or believing this halfway mm-hmm. because when the rubber meets the road you've got to know you you really have to know what you believe mm-hmm. so is, is god who he says he is is he good is he faithful is he our provider 
um, you know, what do you do with Jesus? <laughs> was it, was he a crazy lunatic or, or <laughs> yeah. savior? Yeah. yeah. I know it's a, a short answer it is for a, for a really long question. Mm. Um, no, that was really good. No, uh, that was good. There was a lot of nuggets in that because I'm just sitting here drinking it, <laughs> like processing as you're talking. And it's because I, I love, well, first of all, when I, you know, as I'm listening to you, you know, really one of the things is I hear is like, you know, hey, faith does not equal a painless life and sunshine and roses. That's not what faith is. Absolutely not. That's not and you know, you talked about your growth and, and the growth process. And I, you know, I appreciate you talking about just a little bit of the history behind the verse Jeremiah 29 11, because, um, you know, people probably don't know what's going on during that time in history. And mm-hmm. so, you know, you have this group of people who, who are really going through some stuff. And, and yet, you know, <laughs> you know, and so I appreciate that. And also, you know, you just saying, you have to know what you believe. That was yes. powerful too, because I think there's it's powerful. Either you're hot or you're cold. There's not a whole lot of middle, mm. a whole lot of gray. <laughs> you either do or you don't. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think that was huge. Yes. I think that was huge. Yes, and in in a world that sometimes likes the gray and mm-hmm. likes a lot of different. Shades, and, and I don't mean that in a pun at all. But you know, so yeah. many, it really it it feels really good and solid mm-hmm. to hear that. That's that to me is uh, that that's affirming again. The you know, okay, you're hot or you're cold, and it's and and it also there's a joy in that. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. It has nothing to do with my name. I mean, okay. yeah, I know my name is Joy, but but you know, there's a there's a there's a joy in that. Even in the midst of pain, mm-hmm. in the midst of some of our greatest challenges, mm-hmm. you you know, understanding that, yeah, I can I can believe a whole lot of things. However, what what is solid that rock? I know that when I stand on that rock, like that rock is never going to be shaken. Mm-hmm. That's okay. it. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm, mm, I feel like I need to just mm-hmm. jump up and dance for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. You <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> I need to have That's a praise break. But, yo, I mean, so that just, that gets me because, you know, mm-hmm. this is a challenging time. Yeah. It's a challenging time for people economically, you know, they they feel like the, the rug has been pulled out from mm-hmm. under them. Yeah. Um, they feel, you know, there, of course, there's a level of uncertainty. People have, have been faced with, with COVID, even just on a very personal level, or they know someone at their job or within their family. Um, this is a, this is a challenging time, a painful time, um, you know, in our nation uh, and and across the globe. And so, you know, it's 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 just 
there are no words except, you know, just to really to, to come back to to faith and say, you know, even still, I believe mm-hmm. even still, I, I trust you, God. And that's hard, though. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people struggle there mm-hmm. and that place of, you know, because because we get caught in the realm of our feelings mm-hmm. and what we see right in front of us, which looks really tough. It looks like, am I going to make it? You, you know, like some people really are at that, that point of, yeah. am I going to make it? And when they're there, like how, how to really, you know, provide that, you know, that, that word or that comfort, uh, you know, that, um, God has not forgotten about you, mm-hmm. you know, because I think, and I've, I've seen it on social media, you know, um, this, this, this feeling that's ruminating that somehow God has forgotten mm-hmm. about, uh, people feel that way. They feel like, Hey, God has forgotten about me. You know? Mm-hmm. So what, yeah. what do you, how do you begin to, you know, to comfort people? And I think you all, you, you all, you're all hitting on something, mm-hmm. but that that's been difficult you know, even for me in a therapeutic yeah. setting, a mental health professional, it's like, you know, that's some, these are some tough areas because people are, are just struggling with, you know, their own existence. Mm-hmm. Of, of what, why am I here again? Does this even matter? Mm-hmm. Should I even questions like, should I be having children or, you, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what what's next? You know, because all I see is chaos. And so with, with folks struggling, you know. What, what is a, you know, just a good encouragement or even just thought or nugget for them that they can, you know, just, just take with them? Because there are some people on that will listen to this podcast and be like, yeah, that's me. I feel like God's forgotten about me and I'm angry. You know? yeah. yeah, I think first, as those listening, we should count it as an honor to listen and not feel the responsibility to have all the answers. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, and, and I have experienced this walking through seasons of grief mm-hmm. and walking with friends through seasons of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes scripture always will, is true. It's always true. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we will throw a scripture verse at a person who is hurting and think, oh, well, that, believe that scripture and it's going to make you all better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> stop, stop feeling what you're feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you shouldn't be angry. Here's, the, here's this verse that says God's going to do something good for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I think that we make space for people to be angry mm-hmm. and not feel like God is going to be diminished in mm-hmm. the face of that. Mm-hmm. We That's make it. space mm-hmm. for people to grieve for people to feel like this, this hurts, this is hard. Mm-hmm. And when we encourage, we encourage. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, the Bible tells us to weep with those who weep, rejoice with those who rejoice. Mm-hmm. So it will, it'll tell us what the person needs. If somebody is weeping, we don't need to come in and slap them around for being, <laughs> yeah. 
in that place. Yeah. Yes. They don't need to feel condemned. They need a safe place. They need somebody to just sit with them yeah. in, in that place of, you know what? You're right. This looks, this looks scary. Mm. Yeah. And the bills that you're staring down and the unemployment that you're facing or the, the opportunity that you expected and anticipated to be there isn't there the clock is ticking Mm -hmm. and and this thing hasn't been given to you yet those are hard places Mm -hmm. and we can't we can't prophesy someone out of those seasons Mm -hmm. god's called us to sit with those people in those seasons to encourage to say there is going to be another side of this we are going to keep walking forward god hasn't abandoned us he hasn't abandoned you, but not as a correction, yeah. as a as a slap you with condemnation, but a let me be the hands and feet of Jesus. Mm-hmm. He says that he hasn't left us. I'm going to walk alongside you in the midst of this. And if you need somebody to, to just be a sounding board for your anger, that's okay. I can be that. Mm-hmm. If you need somebody to cry with you, I'm here. You want to veg out and watch something on Netflix? <laughs> We will find the most ridiculous thing. <laughs> There's space for all of those things. Yeah. And, and God will minister through his people to, uh, to those hurting places. But then there's also the place where we've, we've got to get alone with him. Mm-hmm. And we have to be willing to say, God, I'm really angry about this situation. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you have failed me. Mm-hmm. Mm. There, we can come with reverence, um, not saying, God, you have failed me as an <laughs> accusation, but I feel like, I feel like you've forgotten me mm-hmm. and allow him to speak because he loves us and he is gentle and he is kind and he will, he will speak truth to us. Mm-hmm. We can't get away from the need for that, that personal relationship, that personal time with him. Do you have a great support system? Who are you riding with for life? We talk about that and more next time on Faith Chats with Anna, exclusively on the Challenge Yourself podcast. Tune in to find out what happens next. Become a weird friend by joining our 24-7 community, featuring blogs, forums, and weekly inspiration. Start now by following challenge.courage on Instagram and Facebook. And email us your thoughts, comments, and questions at nofakersinfo at gmail.com. Ciao!